Hello, beloved. How are you today? God bless you as you begin your day, as you go into today. May God's favor lead your path. May the freshness of the Holy Spirit just renew your heart, even right now, as we go through God's word and as we pray. God bless you for taking the time to wait on him and feed your spirit, man. I am truly honored to be on this shared journey with you. God bless you. So we will continue our scripture from Matthew 4 when Jesus was tempted, right? When you're fasting, what better scriptures do you go through? You should be fasting scriptures and who better do you study? It's Jesus. He's placed so many nuggets of truth that will align us with what kind of man he was and what kind of men and women we ought to be. It's so fascinating that God knew that we needed him to come and live as a man on earth. We have the perfect example. He gave us a blueprint of what we can be. He said that as he is, so are we in this world. So every time you read the scriptures and you study Jesus and you're fascinated and that voice tells you oh, it's because he was the son of God. Remember. You are adopted. Jesus came so he can take hold of many sons and daughters for our God. So the same life he lived on earth is the same life we can live on earth. It's a pattern laid out for us. It's like walking in the footprints of Jesus on the earth. This is what it's all about. So as we study Jesus, may we walk in his footprints. As we fast in this season, may we understand what this spiritual exercise does for us and our spirit man. In Jesus' name, amen. So in Matthew 4 from verse 1, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Verse 3, now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones become bread. <laughs> If you are the son of God, if you remember, this is a build up from, of course, you remember if you go to Matthew 3, Jesus Christ was baptized by John the Baptist and the heavens opened. The voice of God came forth after the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus in the form of a, a dove. Can you imagine? Jesus is baptized. He comes out of the water and the heavens are opened and a dove comes from the heavens, from the kingdom of heaven. A dove comes and lands on Jesus. That is the Holy Spirit. Not all doves are the Holy Spirit. This one was a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And we know that this is the Holy Spirit that led him into the wilderness. This is a very amazing moment because here is God the Son. Here the Holy Spirit shows up who is also the third person in the Trinity. And God the Father is also present. And he says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. God declares his love over his son before all men. I don't think they had ever encountered a moment where the skies open and a voice comes from heaven and speaks, let alone distinguish that this is his son. It was a powerful time. It was a powerful moment. 
And you can just imagine Jesus going in that might right from there. The Holy Spirit, the same one that descended on him, led him into the wilderness. And so when Satan comes to tempt him, he is saying, I saw that show, that whole display of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Oh, ha, 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 kumbaya, taking place. You are the Son, right? You claim to be the Son of God. Yeah, that was God's voice. That was you being exalted and you being um, displayed before men. Okay, show me what you've got. Don't just talk the talk, walk the talk. It was a bait. It was a full-on bait because Jesus had all the power and the authority to do what Satan was requesting of him. See, sometimes you have all the power and the authority to do what Satan is requesting of you, but is that why you're here on the earth? Is that your assignment? Because you might think, oh, this is just simple. It's something easy for me to do. But do you understand that by listening to the voice of Satan, you are exchanging your placement and your identity and taking on the form of the one you are listening to? Scripture says that to whom you yield yourself over to obey, you become a slave to that person. So sometimes it's not about you having the authority or being able to do things. It's not about you being able to show off or it's not about you being able to display something that is unique to you, an ability that you have that nobody else has. It's not so much about that. It's about whose voice you're listening to. Do you understand that you go out there daily and you get the opportunity to display who you are, display your ability, display your talents, but whose voice is telling you to do that? This is the son of God. You're asking him to change stones into bread. Of course he can. We know that he changed water into wine. We know that he has the ability to change anything into anything he wants. He can cast out demons from a human into a pig. He can pull somebody from the shackles of death into life. He can produce eyesight for somebody who has never seen ever in his life. What is it he can do? What are stones to him that he can't turn to bread? He once said that if you don't praise him, his father will command even the stones to praise him. There is nothing impossible for this God, but this voice telling him to change the stone into bread, is it a voice of God, the father his master, is he going to yield to this voice just because he can? No, we don't do things just because we can. We do things because the master, our Lord, our God says we should. He said, my sheep hear my voice and they obey me. The voice of a stranger, they will not listen to. See, we are called and sent to this world to listen out for one. To listen to the voice of one, to do the biddings and the pleasure of one. And that same one has told you that without faith is this impossible to please him. You're here to live for the pleasure of the one and to live for his pleasure is to live in faith. And Jesus answered, <laughs> Jesus has the best comebacks. I always desired so much to have the best comebacks when somebody would say something to me. I'll have to like think, ah, 
And then I'll say something, and even to me, that sounds really weak. And maybe I might go home, and maybe two days later, I will think about the whole scenario again. I'll have this very cool comeback, and I'm like, oh, where were you then when this person said this thing to me? Like, if I had said this, oh, I would have felt so fulfilled. But here am I two days too late. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but I have... These amazing daughters that just have the best comebacks. Like every time you say one thing, they just know exactly what to say. And I'm like, man, what a blessing. This is truly a gift <laughs> that I never had. But by the spirit of God, I do have some good comebacks now for which I am so grateful. And Jesus had the perfect comeback here for the tempter. He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We're living by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God and not by anything else. We aren't here to be distracted by anything else. He said, man shall not, man shall not. This is powerful, and I want you to engrave it on your spirit, man, right now. Call your name, Nadia shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Nadia, do you hear this? This is directly from your Savior. Fully God, fully man who walks on the earth says that Nadia shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. And I ask myself, is there a competition? Is there a competition to live by bread? against living by the word of God. So am I winning this competition when I fast? The competition to hear God's word versus the competition to live by bread. Because there's something that happens when you fast. God's word becomes clearer to you and you are more inclined to listen to his word. Your spirit mind is more alert. Something about the word of God that becomes more alive to you when you fast. His voice is so clear to you. His heart just opens up to you. It is all through scripture. It bleeds through scripture. And I urge you to meditate on this as you fast because this is major. And when Satan came saying that if you are the son of God, he wasn't lying. Jesus was the son of God, but he was throwing this as a bait. He was cunning and crafty in the same way he came to Adam and Eve in the garden. So I see God restoring us. I love the fact that this is a whole scenario created where Jesus is in the wilderness. Just him and the Holy Spirit that led him in there. It's just them. And the tempter comes in the midst of this to tempt Jesus. And this scenario plays out like when Adam and Eve were in that garden too. It was just them and the Lord. And the tempter shows up in the garden of Eden. Then he asked them, did God say, don't eat any tree in this garden? And Eve had the time to stay there and explain that. He said, you can eat all of them, but this one, don't touch it. And you find that in Genesis 3 from verse 1, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the white animals. The Lord God had made, he said to the woman, Did God really say, you must not eat any tree in the garden? Then she narrated the whole thing in verse 2 and verse 3. In verse 4, he said, you will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat 
from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. These people were made in the image of God. What are you telling them they will be like God? See, by the time Eve started having this conversation with Satan and even considering him, she was already buying into what he was presenting. He was selling this stuff to her and she was buying into it so much so that she couldn't see what he was doing. But in the case of Jesus, Jesus quickly saw it and said, nope, nope, you don't live by bread. You live by what God has said. Maybe if only Eve was fasting, maybe she would have been able to tell him that, see, I have numerous fruits here. I can't be bent on this one fruit. Man cannot live by fruit alone. Maybe she would have been able to say that man shall not. <laughs> like Jesus made a clear command, man shall not. Eve would have been able to tell the serpent, well, you are a serpent. <laughs> How would you know what man shall live by? See, we humans made in the image of God, we do not live by fruit alone, but by the word that proceeds. In fact, to be very precise, Jesus said, by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Maybe if Eve could say that man shall not live by fruit alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord, then she would be able to walk away from that fruit. If only she knew that it wasn't all about the belly, but it was about obeying God, being yielded to God, then she wouldn't have yielded further down that temptation path. Alas, Eve fell because when she couldn't see that that fruit was not the weed all and all of life, she began to look at it differently. Genesis 3, 6 says, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, how can you look at one fruit and begin to see things that aren't there? You've sold yourself over. You've believed a lie. You've gone on a path that the voice of the enemy has deceived you into. Out of all the trees in the garden, you see one fruit has given you wisdom, desirable to the eye, and all this lust started coming in. If only Eve was fasting, she took some and ate it. Aha! Eve, maybe you should have chosen to live by God's word and not by fruit. So here I see us coming full circle with Jesus, that which we lost in Adam and Eve, we are gaining in Jesus. And what better way than to fast and gain it all? Because there's something to be said about getting rid of food in your gut in order to listen clearly to the voice of God and being able to resist temptation. There's something to be said there. And Jesus had to come full circle in going through the wilderness and being tempted by the enemy and to overcome in the place that we lost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a victory story it is for us. Today, you've chosen that you will not hold any attachment to food. That's desire to food that draws in other desires. You're going to break it off and choose to operate in the spirit. See, one thing was very common through the scripture. If you read in Acts 13 from verse 2 to 3, when the apostles want to hear the voice of the Lord, they will take time and fast. In Acts 13, 2 to 3, it says that they ministered, to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, 
Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Today, God wants his voice to be heard by you. Today, God wants you to take a step back and understand that you are more powerful than the presentations that come to you in the flesh, no matter how beautiful, no matter how attractive, and most importantly, no matter how needful, because what is the belly made for? First Corinthians says in chapter 6, verse 13, food is intended for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will finally destroy both of them and bring them to nothing. And then he goes on to say, the body is not intended for sexual immorality, but it's intended for the Lord and the Lord for the body to save, sanctify, and raise it again. Hallelujah. So in the same way that the stomach has been designed to desire food, your body has been designed to desire God. What say you today as you fast? What say you? That stomach and that food will all be destroyed. But the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit who have made their abode in your life will be there forever. It is a powerful thing when you come to the understanding. That's just as the stomach was designed. The whole process with the digestive process and the excretion process and the whole operations of the body that bores down to the consumption of food as integrately designed as that Stomach was made for food. So integrately designed is your body to house God. Hmm. Take a deep breath and repeat. Today as I fast, I decree that my body is designed for God to save, to sanctify, and to raise it again. I will not be a victim of the God of the flesh, I will not be a victim. To the power of the stomach, I will not be a victim. To the voice that hinders me to listen to the voice of God. As I fast, I set this time aside to listen to the voice of God. What is God telling me today? Direct me just like the apostles will fast and Seek your guidance. Guide me today what to do. Show me, Holy Spirit. Lead me. Lead me into this new phase of my life. Lead me into this year. I want to go fully equipped in this year. I don't want to respond to circumstances just because I can. I don't want to glorify the enemy with my life. I want to glorify God. Give me the ability to discern whose voice I'm listening to. Give me the ability to understand that my body houses you. And when I house you, I know your voice. As your daughter, as your son, I know your voice. Begin to speak to the Lord right now. I want you to personalize this. And remember all the times you try to flex yourself, flex your muscles, show that you can. Say, God, I'm not going to do anything just because I can. I'm not going to break my fast halfway just because I can. I'm not going to yield to the pressure. I'm not going to fall victim to any baits of the enemy. I'm not going to allow him get to me or try to convince me. 
I already know who I am. You don't have to tell me I'm the son or daughter of God. I already know that. I don't need anything to prove to you who I am. I remove from my life every desire and every pressure to prove to anybody who I am. I live by the dictates of the Lord Jesus and the voice of my master alone will I listen to. God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I will not listen to a stranger. No matter what it is you're presenting to me, no matter how attractive, how desirous it is, how appealing to my senses, and even if it looks like it could give me wisdom or some special spiritual power, even if it will make me manifest some special um, ability to just be outstanding, I will not listen to it. All this new age presentations, all these things hovering around in the atmosphere, in the media, all over, all the things I encounter daily, all the attractions, I will not yield. I fast to consecrate myself to my God today, to hear his voice. I shall live only by the words that proceed from the mouth of my Father and my God. I decree this in power, in authority, and I establish it today. And I am going to have a very successful fast. I am separated for this purpose. And I will bring God pleasure in it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. <laughs> God bless you and continue to strengthen you as you fast. Get ready for Power with God conference. I encourage you to click the link on this episode, especially you will find a link on it. Just click it. Go get your tickets. Remember to invite your friends. God is separating you for a purpose and there is going to be a great display of his wonder working power in your life. This conference is for you. And this fasting is for you. And everything Jesus has done to restore you is for you. And we are here giving it our hearts, giving it our lives, pressing in in faith and in prayer so that God will be revealed in you and your life in 2023 and moving forward will never be the same. Never be the same. I love you, and I hope to speak more with you tomorrow. Have a blessed day. Love you. Bye.